Welcome to Private Equity Perspectives, a podcast by BDO USA's private equity practice. Each episode, BDO connects with leaders in the private equity space to discuss the latest trends driving deal activity, fund strategies, and portfolio company optimization. Good morning and welcome to another episode of BDO's Private Equity Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kinney. I'm a director in the private equity practice here at BDO based in New York City. Uh, Happy to announce our guest today is Ethan Shoemaker. Uh, Ethan is a managing director and principal at Orion Energy Partners here in New York, and he's about to open their office in in Houston, so he's a busy man. So, Ethan, we appreciate uh, you taking some time with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for the invitation, Todd. Of course, of course. Your your firm's a great brand and a very important relationship to BDO, so we're we're happy to offer you the the guest seat. I guess to kick things off, I always like to give our, our guests an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about their firm. And really their investment strategy. So I guess, Ethan, I would say, floor's open to you. What would you like to tell our listeners about Orion? Yeah, so Orion Energy Partners is a credit-oriented private equity firm. We focus on making uh, creative capital investments in energy and energy infrastructure companies in North America. And what that basically means is we are a flexible sort of creative lender to primarily lower middle market and middle market uh, energy companies. And and our niche um, has sort of evolved into being focused on partnering with uh, family-owned businesses, privately owned uh, businesses, uh, entrepreneur-driven or developer-driven businesses, um, kind of across the energy value chain, particularly in the midstream, the downstream, and also in the uh, power and uh, renewable space and all of the services that uh, that, that serve those. As you mentioned, we have offices here in New York and starting on Monday in, in Houston. Um, and we have about a billion dollars of capital uh, under management and have been investing under this Orion Energy uh, platform for about two years now. Okay, excellent. Well, you're, uh, you're certainly our first private lender uh, guest to the, uh, the podcast. I think all of all the folks were kind of traditional PE, growth investment, and, and buyout. So it's going to be great to get your perspective. Um, I, I guess, as you just said, Ethan, clearly many of your uh, investments are in uh, niche areas within the energy infrastructure space. In this environment of, uh, of really frothy valuations and obviously uh, intense competition, um, I would think this approach would help you really find attractive opportunities that are often overlooked by other traditional investors, kind of broadly looking at the space. Do you care to share your thoughts there? Yeah, I think everyone's got their own niche. I think what we found is that there's a real uh, dearth of capital focused on particularly the lower and uh, lower middle market and middle market space in energy. A lot of the uh, private capital, private credit strategies that you've seen emerge over the last five or six years have been very uh, sponsor focused LBO focused, uh, really targeted on writing larger checks that were previously uh, provided through uh, institutional capital markets, terminal B market, project finance market, and that space, as you said, uh, both generally and for energy, is very uh, competitive and has seen uh, a lot of capital raised um, over the last uh, the last several years. Our niche uh, is a little bit more down market uh, from a size perspective, we're typically making investments in the 50 to $150 million 
uh, you know, size range and tends to be less sponsor driven. Um, we can absolutely do sponsor deals, but we find the, the most receptivity for our capital from people that actually own their own business and maybe um, don't want the uh, restrictions uh, and other lack of flexibility that comes with uh, traditional uh, capital sources, banks, regional banks, otherwise, um, but also aren't interested in selling their business uh, or giving up control or being diluted by traditional um, energy private equity. And it's sort of that niche uh, where we find ourselves and where we've deployed across um, quite a few investments over the last two years. I guess going off some of your your, your commentary there then as we kind of, as I think about the, the, the traditional banking sector, um, there's certainly been a lot of talk of uh, the repeal of leverage guidance. Um, I, you know, just just a few years ago, the SEC called, uh, you know, on banks to cap their leverage at about six times EBITDA. But, you know, even recently, the head of the OCC said that the, the guidance is no longer official. So I guess the question to you is, do you think this is going to bring more traditional lenders into the energy space? So I think with with respect to the leverage lending guidance in particular, um, there, there's no doubt about it that overall uh, regulations and the increase of regulations post-financial crisis were supportive of alternative forms of capital like Orion Energy. Um, we're not focused on any one particular regulation changing and don't view necessarily the leverage lending guidance uh, being modified or repealed as fundamentally changing the competitive landscape. We find that in our niche, um, our niche, which is particularly focused on, like I said, the lower middle market and family-owned, uh, privately-owned businesses, that our competition is uh, equity and also uh, regional banks and sort of other smaller traditional lenders, many of whom are less aggressive lending the energy space, not because of any particular regulatory rule or change, but simply because there's been a lot of commodity price volatility and a lot of pain that they've felt in that space over the last two years. And so for uh, folks that are you know, career energy professionals and have a lot of experience, we feel like uh, that specialization is really valuable and allows us to really um, you know, put capital work in a smart way. Yeah, yeah certainly agree with you that the uh, special, specialization is going to work in your favor. Uh, I guess in addition uh, to leverage guidance, which, which seems to be a pretty uh, popular topic, um, what, uh, you know, I, I want to kind of transition into tax reform and kind of get your general thoughts on, on tax reform and how you think it might affect your business and, and your companies. Overall, I'd say it's sort of net positive. Um, I think there, there are definitely certain aspects of it that remain to be seen in terms of the impact on um, you know, our borrower universe and our strategy. But overall, we feel pretty uh, positive about sort of the, the net impact. Um, probably number one in terms of a positive impact would be increased economic activity. Given we target many sort of owner-operator private businesses, um, the kind of tax lower tax rate should provide a tailwind. Uh, another big one is the accelerated tax deductibility of capital expenditures. Our borrowers are typically taking our capital to expand, to acquire, to build new assets. And there's no doubt about it that accelerated depreciation can be a real driver of some of those capital decisions. Um, kind of following on the increased economic activity should uh, lead to sort of a boost in maybe energy and infrastructure spending. Um, as part of that stimulus and spending on um, alternative en energy, you know, can also uh, be viewed to accelerate due to some uh, 
uh, more favorable tax deductibility and other sort of demand-driven uh, factors. And then the other is that um, higher interest rates that come from higher inflation make the relative difference between our cost of capital and traditional sources tighter and uh, should drive you know, potentially increased opportunity for us. The, the only uh, negative that, that sort of we're evaluating is tax deductibility of interest is um, obviously different. Uh, now it's capped at 30% of EBITDA roughly for the next several years and kind of getting more restrictive after that. So we don't expect that to have a material impact on our business, but it's one of the things that we're monitoring uh, you know, closely. As a fan of Orion, I'll hope that uh, the, the stuff that you highlighted as is, is hopefully helping out your business will, will play out that way. Um, I guess this, this is the point in our podcast where I get to ask, ask our guests to pull out their crystal ball and talk about the future. Certainly, there's been a lot of turmoil over the last 24 to 48 months in the, uh, generally in the energy sector, but um, here's an opportunity to, to share with our listeners kind of your outlook for the, the near and, and longer term in the sector. Yeah, it's definitely been a uh, dynamic 24 months, and uh, I don't think we see any reason for that to change. Um, right now, the mood, I would say, uh, for multiple reasons, both uh, we find ourselves in a relatively constructive oil price environment, a relatively constructive economic environment feels pretty good. And so I think uh, we are and our borrowers and I think also other capital providers to the space are generally pretty cautiously optimistic. Um, and I think uh, volatility is certainly uh, helpful in some ways to creating opportunity, but uh, as a lender, it's always uh, uh a little bit better, I would say, to have some uh, degree of stability. And it feels like we're in a relatively stable environment, um, at least for the time being. And so let's, uh, let's hope that that, uh, that, can, that continues. Well, we, uh, we, I, I think the folks at BDO certainly are, are energy and natural resources folks tend to uh, agree with you. I would uh, certainly like to uh, invite our listeners to read BDO's Energy 2020 Vision Report to learn more about our outlook for the uh, oil and gas industry, you can find that report on BDO.com. So, Ethan, you're a busy man. I, I wish all the best to, to you and the, the team at Orion Energy. You're certainly a great brand in the uh, marketplace, and we uh, appreciate the, uh, the relationship and finding ways to expand it. So thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me today, and thanks for all the support from BDO on all of our transactions and, and going forward. I look forward to continuing to work together. Great. Thanks for your time, Ethan. Thank you for listening to the Private Equity Perspectives podcast. For more information on how BDO supports private equity sponsors, funds, and their portfolio companies with a full spectrum of accounting, tax, and advisory services, please visit us at BDO.com. If you enjoyed the show, we hope you visit iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Join us next time for another edition of Private Equity Perspectives. Perspectives.